This is the Ink Pray Love podcast. We talk all things health, wealth, and community connection. Let's go. This episode of the Ink Pray Love podcast, we have something very special for you today with someone very special to me today. This is one of my best friends in this lifetime and many others. Mm. This is Lucas Mack, the co-founder of Awaken Breathwork, the motherfucking man. And we are in his <laughs> Venice um, mansion, would you call this? Amazing place. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for having us here to film this. Thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to bless everybody today about the mindset and what it takes to create the life that you want. Love you, bro. Let's Love go. You, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to drop some knowledge today. We want yeah. to hit them hard. This is practical yeah. tools. Let's go. If you're tuning in, make sure that you stay watching this because we don't know where the conversation's going, but we know it's going to be juicy <laughs> and we're just going to lay it down. Absolutely. So. Lucas, you've impressed me so much by stating what you wanted, planting your flag in the sand of like, I want to bring breath work and trauma release and changing people's lives into a level that's global, that's mm -hmm. in household names with the stars. You've done breath work with some amazing people, Megan Fox, Travis Barker, Machine Gun Kelly, mm -hmm. Aubrey Marcus, like amazing people we can't name. Just like really like incredible mm -hmm. level of, of influence. And you know, years ago, we've been friends for years now, mm. and it went down to being in Ubud, Bali, us running into each other, being like, oh, look at this tattooed guy, look at this tattooed guy. Mm. You healing me through so much trauma, one-on-one -on -one breath works where I cried my eyes out and snot coming all out of my face, mm. healing myself, and you stating, I wanna go to Hollywood, I wanna bring breath work to people that are of influence so I can then ch create change on a larger influence to show that this work of mm. feeling your feelings, healing your trauma, and creating a better life is cool mm. and helping people who really need it to then help lots of people who see that, hey, that's a thing, that's cool. And you do a damn good job of it, my friend. Thank you, bro. Yeah, that's the mission. I've always wanted to support people and I've always wanted to empower people to let people know that they are their own healers. Mm. And as a breathwork facilitator, I know that I'm not the source of healing for my clients and that they are their own healers. And once you have a direct experience of transformation and healing yourself, and you're doing the work yourself, that's something that you never forget. And you walk away from that experience feeling, you know, your life is forever changed because you know that you have the tools to work through anything that you might go through. It doesn't matter what it is, the highs and lows, the ups and downs of life. You know that you have the tools to process and to move through and to let go and empower yourself and come out the other side a better person. So that's what this has given me, you know, and Awakened Breathwork has been such an amazing thing that Hella and I created mm -hmm. that's taken us all around the world. And now we've worked with thousands of people and supported them to heal and transform their lives. So it's been an absolute blessing and an honor to do this work. And the gifts don't stop because, mm -hmm. you know, when we start the path of working on ourselves and looking at the areas of our lives that maybe aren't where we want them to be, and coming up against our own limiting beliefs or our own uh, pain and things from the past that we haven't been able to process and work out and you know, looking at the trauma that we might have been through in the past, it's a big journey. It's huge, you know. It takes courage. It takes a lot of courage because we have to face off with the parts of us that need healing. And a lot of us have different coping mechanisms or we keep ourselves busy and distracted from 
feeling our emotions and feeling those things because it might be scary or uncomfortable or we just don't have the tools or the knowledge or know how to do it. So that's what I'm all about is just empowering people to know that it's safe to, you know, face off with yourself and to shine light upon the darkness and to go within and transform, you know, everything that you've been through into positivity and into learning and to growth because that's what it is, right? It's all lessons that we're, mm -hmm. we're learning along our, our path that we're walking, you know, and, you know, for a lot of people, I just think they feel disempowered and they feel alone and they feel lost and they don't have the awareness or the tools. And, you know, there's so many people that can benefit from having a practice like awakened breath work, somatic therapy, or any other practice that resonates with them. And they haven't yet taken the leap. So I feel like I'm here to say, it's time, baby. <laughs> like, you know, Let's go. you get to do it in your own way as well. What I love is that, like, you're someone that's so supremely confident. Like, to me, like, you just say something and you do it. Mm. And you don't give a fuck. You're just like, we're doing this now and we're going to go do it. And, mm. and I really love that. And that's one of the things that, like, I love to embody in my life is, like, if I'm going to do something, let's just do it. And mm. I don't want to get into my head about it. But there's been times that I've gotten into my head, I've gotten self-conscious, and I don't pull the trigger on things. I'm, uh, you know, mm. get into that. And, and I know before we started, we we're talking about that, you know, we've, you've experienced that, but mm. as you've deepened your practice, as you've gotten more into this path, it just seems like there's nothing I don't see you not do. Like, you're just like, we're doing this now, and I see you do it. Mm. What was that path like to first get the courage to work on yourself, secondly, then to gain and execute on anything that you put your mind to, and how can we transfer that to people listening of like, these are the fundamental practices of developing courage to execute on the life you want? Yeah, well, for me, for just complete transparency, I struggled for so many years with my relationship with myself. I struggled in life. I, for uni, for so many years, I practiced negative self-talk and had an inner critic that was so loud that, you know, held me back. I felt self-conscious. I felt insecure. Um, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have the courage. And, you know, for a long time, I didn't even want to be on the planet. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I started working on myself. That's the reason why I got into personal development, you know, because I wanted to learn about myself. I wanted to overcome those things. I wanted to be the version of myself that I came here to be. And I knew that I was capable of doing that, but I just didn't know how to get there. You know, so along that path, you know, and I'm talking about a 10 year journey of doing the work and learning about myself, I developed the strength and the courage to be out in the world and to put myself out there and to not give a fuck about what other people think and to have my own back and to invest in myself and to do what it takes to, you know, create the life that I want. And all of that came through a lot of inner work. Uh, and a big part of it was knowing my why. And my why is because it's exactly what you said. It's that, you know, it's coming back. I want to make inner work and therapy and working on yourself dope and accessible and cool and trendy because why shouldn't it be why mm -hmm. it should be cool to work on yourself there used to be a stigma around therapy and somatic therapy and inner work or you know spiritual practices that it was woo woo it was out there it was weird and as we shift in this time it's becoming more mainstream and more accessible and so it should because that's how we change the world right we change the world by working on ourselves we can control the way we show up and you know the actions we take in the world we can't control other people and how they show up mm -hmm. but we can control how we respond and you know we can work on ourselves we can heal, heal our relationship with ourselves in the past and the things that we've been through that have hurt us and along that path you find a connection to the deepest parts of you 
and you find connection to your purpose, you find connection to your why, and all of that is where you draw courage from. So that's been the journey for me. I love that. Yeah, that's super powerful. And what I love that stuck out, we said a little bit earlier, was having your own back. Mm. And I think that's really powerful because I remember, you know, growing up, I might have I might have been missing certain figures that I wanted. And I had to then Hell create yeah. that own relationship for myself and like be my own dad to give me the pats on the back or yeah. be my own mentor right. in this place and be my own big brother and all this stuff that I like I wanted more of, I didn't have or in certain ways. It's like you gotta have your own back. Um, and that can seem lonely at the mm. start. Like I remember when I was a full on like drug addicted drug dealer and I'm at my lowest of lows and I'm like, I have nobody like in the sense of like, no one's mm. gonna do it for me. And yeah. it, was, uh, it was so fucking sad and lonely. But then at the, under, uh, at the other end of it was do it for yourself. Like, yeah. You're gonna get yourself clean. No one else can get you clean. So you do it and you be your own guide, shaman, mentor, savior, you have to. Yeah. So how do you have your own back? How do you, how do you actually execute on being your own mentor, your own person? Mm. How do you have your own back? Yeah, well you find your power in the pain, right? You find your power in the pain. Mm. You have to be willing to face off with your pain. So for me, my dad left the planet when I was seven years old. He put you know, a gun to his stomach, pulled the trigger, shot himself, and shooting yourself in the stomach is a slow, painful death. Um, so that was really intense for me growing up. I didn't have a father figure, I didn't have any brothers, I didn't have anyone besides my mum who, you know, was so supportive of me, but she was obviously dealing with her own things, the loss of my father. And I felt like at that point in time, I had to step up and be the man of the house at seven years old, which mm. is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I internalized a lot of my pain and struggling and I wouldn't talk to about, I wouldn't say anything about how I was feeling to my mum. I'd just kind of internalize it all. And what you said around having to become, you know, like a father figure to yourself and, you know, that's what I had to do. I had to become my own superhero, <laughs> like for real, you know, I had to show up for the part of me that felt lost and confused and angry and sad. And I had to be willing to coach myself and motivate myself through the times where, you know, I remember for years I'd look in the mirror and just focus on everything negative about myself for years for years and it became this mm. habitual habit and practice that I'd do and I didn't know how to break it, you know? And I broke it by showing up for myself and questioning like, what am I doing? Like, I'm lowering my vibe, I'm draining my own energy. I'm, I'm in a really bad place mentally and I don't know how to create a shift or create a change and I'm the only one that's going to have my back. No one else is going to create a positive change in my life. I'm going to have to fucking show up for me. And I'm going to have to show up for the younger me that's like struggling and feels so alone and abandoned and doesn't want to be here. I have to show up for him. And it's like flipping the switch on that and, you know, empowering yourself to self-parent and to move through all of that pain is where I found my power, you know, and mm -hmm. facing off with it because I really got to transform all of that pain and that hurt into, I guess, a lot of inner strength. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I could do it for myself means that I could support other people to do it for them. Mm -hmm. And man, that was a life-changing experience. But, you know, when you have such a strong inner critic mm -hmm. and you have such 
you have these patterns around negative self-talk and a lot of them it might be unconscious. You might not even realize you're doing it, mm -hmm. but it's something that you do on the daily and from time to time you just you, you switch and you find yourself doing it. You catch yourself in the yeah. moment repeating those habitual negative thoughts. I think we all do that. It's yeah. just some people do that a lot uh, more than others. And it starts by looking at all of that too, the way that we're talking to ourselves on the daily. Yeah. Are we running away from our emotions and how we're truly feeling? Are we running to coping mechanisms? Are we not sitting with ourselves? Are we avoiding different things? Are we blaming? Are we projecting? Are we judging other people? It's all about taking self, you know, taking radical self-responsibility for your life. And a lot of people aren't ready to do that yet, yeah. you know? So you have to be ready to do that. For sure, you gotta be ready. And I, I like what you said about like the way you talk to yourself and just like the mindset around that because I don't know, maybe society just gears us to complain a lot and like to look at the complaining nature and then we complain about ourselves and there's a way to connect over complaining and it's just like, wait, we can't complain, we can't put ourselves down. Yeah. And then that also frames how you see the world. Totally. When I was coming here to fly over to you, I was in the yeah. Vancouver airport and there was a bit of like a pretty long lineup to get through customs and it was pretty long. And I just remember there was this uh, this girl with her mom, I guess her mom was dropping her off through the line. She looks at this, she's like, oh man, we're gonna be in line all day. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't even think that once. I was like, long line, it'll be a minute. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't even in my frequency, mm -hmm. but I quick, I could tune into that mom's frequency and it was this like, I bet you framed the whole world like that. Like, oh, yeah. just, oh no, this is gonna be me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, this is where it gets really fucking interesting for the listeners because there's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system that works like a filtering system between our conscious and unconscious mind. And its sole job is to find more of what we focus on. So if you're focusing on the negative, it's going to find more of that and it's going to filter out the positive things. It's not that the positive things aren't there. It's just that that part of your brain is going to do its job and it's going to filter out those things and it's going to focus on finding more of what you're focusing on. So if we're conditioning ourselves to constantly focus on the negative, then like you said, that's the lens of what we're perceiving the world through. That's how we're seeing and viewing the world. That impacts the thoughts and the stories and the emotions that we're feeling. And your body doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. So if you are thinking about the worst case scenario, if you're worrying, if you have anxiety, if you're projecting into the future, you're mentally rehearsing a worst case scenario that hasn't happened yet. Your body doesn't know the difference between what's real and imagined, so it releases a cascade of different neurochemicals and it experiences like it's really happening in the moment. And if you're conditioning your body, you know, to that way of being, then over time, it's that becomes your reality because that becomes all you know. It becomes the lens in which you view the world through. So it doesn't matter if there's other positive things happening in your life because the negative things are going to, the volume is going to be turned up on them so much more. So the key is to start to notice the way that we speak to ourselves, the, the, to notice how we're viewing the world, to question it mm -hmm. and to create an interference pattern, you know, to notice when you're speaking negatively about yourself and to switch it up and to know that you have the power to not only change your physiology, to change your state, and you do that through the breath, and we can talk more about that, mm -hmm. And you do that through, you know, positive self-talk. And you do that through, it's not lying to yourself. It's not 
you know, just making things up. It's actually looking at the things in your reality that are positive, looking at your blessings, honoring things that you might be grateful for. Because a lot of the time there's blessings all around us, but we're just not tuned into them. You know, we might be tuned into all the little upsets throughout the day, all the things that didn't go right, all the things that might be pissing us off. And it's important to like honor all those things and not to like bypass any of it. But at the same time, we also have to put our focus on like what is working out, like, you know, and not just what's working out, but also how we truly feel about things. Because a lot of us are so busy that we don't even give ourselves permission to check in with ourselves on a daily basis of how we're feeling, you know? It's super important to like check in with your emotions. Uh, But I really like this tuning into the blessings. That's dope. Mm. I really like that. It reminds me of Higher the Heavens. Mm. Your album is off the hook, by Mm. the way. Everybody get Lucas's album. Follow, listen, it's Mm. the shit. But Higher the Heavens, tuning into the blessings. Mm. How do we actively tune into blessings? Mm. What are we looking for? What does that look like practically? Mm. For me, it's a practice of gratitude. And at first, you might be focusing on things around you in your reality that you're grateful for. And it might be like you're more mentally rehearsing the thought of being connected to those things, but you're not actually feeling the felt sense of gratitude, of joy. That's a part of the process. First, you might be numb to it. You might have conditioned yourself for so long to focus on the negative that gratitude and connecting to your blessing feels like you can't fully connect to it. You can't connect to the felt sense. And I know what that feels like. You have to just go through the motions of that. There'll be a moment in time where you start to open open up your feeling centers and you can feel your blessings. You can look at, you know, things in your life and feel a deeper connection to them and feel like your heart is open to them. But for so many of us, we've been living in survival for so long. And when we're living in survival, our body is utilizing a lot of its internal resources just to survive. You know, we're in a state of protecting ourselves. We're in a state of guarding ourselves. We're looking at threats. We're perceiving threats. That's not the time to focus on gratitude. So, you know, it starts again by shifting our state, knowing that it's safe to slow down. It's safe to take time out, to check in with yourself. It's a great practice to, you know, tap into gratitude every day. And maybe you might not feel it at first, but that's okay. Just keep with the practice, stay with it. Over time, you're going to open up your heart. You're going to, you know, know that it is safe to feel your emotions. And, you know, a lot of us have numbed out for so long that we've disconnected from our emotions, especially men, you know. A lot of men have been so disconnected from their emotions for so long that they don't even know how to feel or how they're feeling or what's going on for them on a daily basis. They might just be irritated or they might just be reacting or they might be going through the motions, but they're not really connected to how they're truly feeling. So, Well, that living from the heart piece is mm. super important, especially from the masculine. But, you know, in the city life, you tell people like in the city, like live from your heart. They're like, the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. actually, what does it mean? Yeah. Uh, what does that look like for you? Yeah, it looks like moving out of survival because if I'm in survival, then um living in a stress response. If I'm living in a stress response, my sympathetic nervous system is activated. The sympathetic nervous system is connected to the stress responses, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. If we're in any one of those um, stress responses, we're perceiving a very primal, primitive threat. That's not the time to be in your heart. That's where you see people pissed off in traffic, Mm. you know, like people are short with each other, people don't have the time, they're, you know, get out of my way, move, it's all about me, they're in survival, I need to get somewhere, it's competition, it's all of those different things. And there's obviously healthy competition, but, you know, there's 
when we're competing for space, we're competing to, um, you know, to be seen, we're competing how many likes we've got, we're competing, you know, who's got the most money, we're competing of like, who's got, you know, the better life, it's like, you know, that's the one of the downfalls of social media, you know, is comparison, mm. and comparison is, it's an energy drain, you know, but it's, it, to get back to it, it's moving out of that survival, it's moving out of the stress response, when you give yourself permission to move out of the stress response, and you have the tools to support you to do that, it's then time to open your heart, you can naturally open your heart, you have to slow down, you have to be willing to like shift your state, to shift your physiology, to take control of your state, and you do that through breath work, you know, breath is the first thing we do when we come into this life, it's the last thing we do when we leave, and it regulates everything in between, mm -hmm. so your breath regulates your autonomic nervous system, your breath regulates your state, how you're feeling, and when we're in that stressed out sympathetic state, all we need to do is to slow everything down with our breath, mm. and then we can drop into our heart. Wow. But it's a practice, like yeah. we have to give ourselves permission to do that because sometimes it feels good to be in that kind of like, <laughs> you know, into yeah. that kind of like masculine way of, you know, kind of and being toxic to some level of, oh, you yeah. know, just throwing your weight around and not giving a fuck about how you, you know, affect other people and just yeah. being more self-absorbed, you know? It always works out better for me, like when I do the living from the heart part. And I notice sometimes I'm like, even like building a business or something, you need deadlines, you need to press people sometimes. Mm. And I just know it never works out the same when I like naturally soften into it. Like it's always better. Cause like, yeah, it just, it just works out better, but I don't want to be a pushover. Yeah, yeah I don't want to yeah. be taken advantage of. Yeah. So I gotta be hard sometimes because yeah. it was my fear response from I don't want to be bullied. You know, growing up, we were both we both grew up the fat kid, mm. so we had those like chubby kid problems where, yeah. where it's like, okay, you gotta be tough, you gotta harden the fuck up because yeah. I was soft growing up, so you gotta harden up. But then now I'm realizing the practice is soften your heart when you go into a situation mm. and things just flow. It's much easier. Everything's easier. You can't muscle your way through life. Yeah. And the breath really helped me with that because when I'm going into a stressful situation, if I breathe, I'll be able to chill out a little bit. You get hit by a fucking yeah. truck. Breath got me through that. Really, like being awake the whole time mm. during the accident, breath is what got me through it and helped me tap in to handle this right now. Yeah. It was the practice, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. What else are you thinking like helped you get to where you're at now, like practical aspects of shaping the life you want? Um, we touched on courage, mm. you know, we, we touched on the thoughts, negative, pro negative thought patterns and mm. how to calm your nervous system into reshaping the way that your world is. Yeah. Um, you really manifested this. Like I, I've seen you do it, which blows me away. Like I love that we're sitting there and, and after breath work drinking a, a protein cacao shake that you made me with peppermint essential oil in it. I'll never forget that one. Mm. And it was just like, yo, you did it. Mm. And how did you set a goal and pull it in and actually pull it off? Mm. Yeah, well, I guess for the listener, I want to touch first on that stress response mm. again more and unpack it because most people in day-to-day life are experiencing that stress response to certain levels but they might not be aware of it, they might not be catching it. Mm. So when we are in a stress response, I said it was the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, and those things manifest in different ways. And fawn? Fawn, yeah. Fawn. Yeah, fawn, is, the fawn response. What is a fawn response? 
<laughs> well, let's go through it quickly for the listeners. So the fight response could manifest as being irritated, um, being, I guess, lashing out. Yeah. projecting it's also you might be guarding your heart it's not safe to you know be open and vulnerable you're in a fight response mm. it's like it's different you know that's a different way of perceiving and when you're in a fight response you're obviously not in your heart it's <laughs> totally different you it's like you're on. protected you've yeah. got your armor up you're yeah. ready to fight yeah you know and you might not be ready to physically fight but you might be lashing out with your words you might be have a sharp tongue you know defensive defensive and yeah. all of that so if you notice yourself throughout the day, in that mode, you're in a stress response. To know, to be aware that you're in a stress response, okay, I've got it, I'm in a stress response right now, I need to come back to my breath, take some deep breaths into my belly, do some diaphragmatic breathing just for a few deep breaths. <sighs> okay, I need to just tone this down. That's gonna give you clarity. You're gonna be able to like move from that state. Breath work shifts your state, shifts your physiology. So that's how you're gonna be able to do it with any stress response. Then when you go into the flight, flight is like, peace. I wanna get out of here, <laughs> yeah, peace out. Like, it's not safe to be in here, I don't feel good in here, I don't like it, I'm out, you know? And that also goes for, it's not safe to feel my feelings, it's not safe to deal with whatever that is, you know, I'm just gonna move on from that, I'm gonna distract myself, I'm not gonna be here for this, I'm gonna stay busy. Again, stress response, noticing that you're in a stress response. Ah, okay, I'm in a stress response, I got it. I'm gonna come back to the breath now, mm. you know? And then there's freeze. The freeze is like when we feel frozen, we feel stuck. Mm. We feel like we don't have the life force or the energy to take action and, and do things that we wanna do. Um, I feel that too, like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, They're like the thoughts won't come in sometimes. So I've been in like, sometimes a really intense argument and it'd be like, I don't know, like, uh, like there's nothing. Mainly it was with Dave because Dave is super smart and yeah. me and Dave, because we're like brothers. So mm -hmm. we'd like get at it sometimes. God bless him. I love him so much. And it'd be like, he's so intelligent and I couldn't think my way out of this argument. And it'd just be like breeze. And yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Uh, thoughts aren't coming through. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to breathe. Yeah. Well, it's like that deer in the headlights, right? Exactly. You kind of feel stuck and frozen and not able to move forward with things and people might find that in their business they might find it in their relationship they might find it in communicating they might find it in so many different areas but to notice if you feel stuck if you're not able to express yourself or if you're not able to take action on the things that you want you might be in a stress response yeah recognizing that is really helpful because then you can come back to your breath and then again, you get to express yourself authentically and do what you need to do. And the fawn responses can manifest as self-abandonment or putting people, other people's needs before yours at your own detriment. Mm. So you kind of abandon yourself to please others. Okay. And a lot of like light workers or people in personal development or healers or people that support other people fall into this category of abandoning themselves and abandoning their own needs and desires and just giving all their energy to other people at their own detriment, okay. you know, draining their own life force. Okay, okay. That's the fawn response. And people might notice that in their relationships, yeah. whether that's with, you know, a romantic relationship or in a relationship in any area of your life. If you feel like you're not able to ask for what you want, you're not able to put yourself out there, you're not able to use your voice and you're giving all of your energy to other people 
and in turn you're abandoning what you truly desire, then you might be in a fawn response. I'm thinking yeah. fawn like a baby deer, you know, yeah. like deer in headlights. So I'm like yeah. fawn response. That's a new one for me. But yeah. I totally get it when you say that because how much of a, how many of us like just abandon it and be like, no, it's okay. Yeah. And like you just toss that out because yeah. you don't want the pressure on you. I don't know how to act. I want the decision off my plate. Yeah. Um, I'm scared. I'm angry. I don't know what it is, but just not me. Yeah. Well, a lot of people who experience fawn responses grew up in a household where they experienced trauma. Mm. So say you grew up in an experience where you had a father who had a big, loud personality mm -hmm. that was always very loud, maybe was angry, maybe threw his emotions around a lot you might have realized at a certain point uh, it wasn't safe for you to express your own needs, your own desires, your own wants. It wasn't going to be met and you had to play a caretaker role or you had to serve them in some way and you had to, you know, show up and kind of please them. And that pattern then, you know, will keep showing up and manifesting in different areas of your life. But these stress responses are really helpful to look at because once you understand your own stress responses and we all go through all of them, it's just that some of us have you know, ones that are more stronger than others. Um, that is really helpful because you can basically then at any given moment when you realize you're in a, in a stress response, you can shift your state with your breath. Then you're going to understand that of like, wow, I have the, the power to create, you know, a pattern interference. I have a, the power to really switch things up when I'm in a stress response and take control of my physiology. And from that point, you have access to more clarity, more insight, more awareness. You can actually make more calculated, informed decisions. Mm -hmm. You're not just reacting. You're not in some pattern of limitation that's holding you back. And if you do that over and over and over and over and over and over again, you're reconditioning and redefining your relationship with stress. Yeah. And that's when you start to step into the driver's seat and you step into like co-creating the reality you want. And that comes all the way back to what you're saying before, like how did I manifest where I'm at right now? It's through understanding myself. It's mm -hmm. through understanding my stress response. It's through understanding my own patterns. It's understanding the way that I talk to myself that uh, might be, you know, talking to myself in a limited way or sharing story or telling myself stories that aren't actually based in reality. They're not true. They're based in fears and insecurities and, you know, becoming all aware of all of that and then choosing to create that pattern interference and get into the driver's seat and start claiming what I actually want and not just claiming it, but like starting to work towards it and take radical inspired action to make it my reality, you know, because the first thing is deciding what you want to do, yeah. like deciding it, right? Yeah. That yeah. we have to decide what we want. And then you have to go out there and take action and all of that, you know, the power of self-belief, the power of hard work, the, the power of investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. These are the things that, you know, you do to create the reality, reality that you want. Yeah. You can't just make, wave a magic wand, you know, like manifestation is real, but you have to pair it with like aligned action and, action. you know, hard work and, aligning your word, the things that, you know, you speak into reality. So like holding yourself accountable for doing the things that you know you should be doing because so many people, they know what they should be doing, but they're not doing the things they know they should be doing, mm -hmm. right? For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I really love that. And the, I want to touch in on that, what you said about the claiming what you really want, that claiming aspect and then worthiness. Yeah, that's big. 
Yeah, uh, you you mentioned a little bit before we started, and I was like, "That's juicy. I love it." Mm. How do you pair your worthy for what you want, mm. or how do you set goals enough that are grand enough to because you feel worthy to get them? Mm. Touching on that, where does that come into play? Yeah, well, I always say the spirit of celebration attracts more abundance, and life will only often only gift us what we feel worthy of receiving. Mm. So if we feel unworthy of a certain goal or a certain thing that we say that we want to create, then we might self-sabotage, we might not show up, we might, you know, just mm -hmm. hold ourselves back in so many different ways because we feel unworthy of creating it. So that the worthiness piece comes around the heart and the worthiness piece knows that. The worthiness piece is around really giving yourself permission to look at that because a lot of us didn't, we have unmet, needs and unmet desires and we didn't receive the love that we needed as children and it, it goes back to looking at that you know some of us didn't receive the love that we actually needed in the moment and we felt that for whatever reason we're not good enough we're not worthy you know and that is a a belief system that a lot of people have like I'm not good enough you know and it's a deep one too because you know they could trick themselves and be like you know I am good enough, like I am worthy. And they might feel that in a moment, but then if they haven't done the work to like, you know, work on that deep, deep under like subconscious belief of unworthiness, then they're not going to be able to, you know, move through the resistance or the old patterns that come up and, you know, the things that are holding them back from creating the life yeah. that they want. So the worthiness piece happens when you start to look at yourself and you start to become aware of how you are holding yourself back or, again, the stories that you're telling yourself or the inner critic or, you know, looking at your relationship with your, you know, your upbringing and your inner child and just knowing that you are worthy of creating the life that you want. Yeah. And it's one thing for me to sit here and say that to someone, but they have to feel it in their heart. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a big leap for a lot of people because it's easy when you're working on smaller goals yeah. to, to feel worthy of those smaller goals. But when we start to, you know, step into playing a bigger game in life and getting on the stage of playing, you know, getting off the, the bench and playing, 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 big. playing big, yeah, you're going to come up against that because you're going to see people that are further ahead further ahead than you that have done so much with their life things that you know you maybe want to do and you just haven't been able to get there for whatever reason and that comparison game is going to start kicking in because you're going to be like wow okay they've been able to achieve all of these things and why haven't I you know and then you get to get to work on just knowing that you are worthy of creating those things, but it's going to take discipline and hard work yeah. and dedication and manifestation and working on all the things. The, the worthiness pieces, I feel like it's a lifelong thing. It, it's deep. It's super deep. And like personally, I remember when I left the dope game, I felt really shitty about myself. Mm. Like I was just like, I'm a fucking loser. Like mm. I'm, I'm a drug addict. Um, I have to leave my hometown because like, I'm just going to fuck this up. I'm going to end up dead or in jail. And mm -hmm. it's just like, 
fuck, man, I didn't do it. Like I just, I suck, and I and it hurt mm. deeply. It was a, it was embarrassing, right? And luckily, I was able to like sell my apartment, move to Bali. Could have been worse, mm. you know. Like okay, great, that was like I had something, but. I had to really count my blessings to develop worthiness. This mm. is like I had to actually practically develop worthiness yeah. so then I could feel good about myself. Yeah. So I was like, what will make me get some wins under my belt? I'm mm. like, well, win number one is you got off drugs. Good for you, buddy. Like, yeah. that's hard. Yeah. You, you did good. So you can do that. Yeah. And then I had to look back at what else I did that was, that was, you know, made me feel enough. I'm like, well, years ago I got my black belt in kickboxing. That was one thing that you did that you stuck through and you could be proud of. Okay, yeah. I had to mine my experiences for worthiness. And then I had to pair those with, well, if you could do that, yeah, and you could do this. So uh, I'm going to learn Indonesian. Like, okay, cool. Mini yeah. thing. But then I started yeah. getting good at it. And I'm like, okay, you could do that. Now you can do this. Open yeah. your own business. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I opened the business and it worked out. And I'm like, okay, good. There you go. You got a few wins under your belt. Mm. Like you're starting to become somebody that you can be proud of. Mm. And it was the key piece was that I could be proud of. Yeah. It wasn't my folks. It wasn't, you know, my my family, my neighborhood, whatever. It was just I'm happy with me. Yeah. But that's I had to huge. look for it though. Yeah. I had to like actively be like, you're doing a good job, buddy. Yeah. Well, that's coaching yourself yeah. right through the process. And mm -hmm. I love that. Like we've both had to become our own coaches, our own mentors, our own best friends. And I guess everyone tuning into that, you know, how do you access worthiness? It's that mm -hmm. you have to become your own coach. You have to celebrate yourself on the daily of all the small wins of, you know, everything that you're doing that is in alignment with what you say you want, mm -hmm. you know, and there's always that inner critic. There's always that self-talk. There's always that thing that's going to, you know, try and take you off the path of, you know, feeling mm -hmm. worthy. But mm -hmm. like you said, it's a practice. All of these things are practices. Like self-love is a daily practice, mm -hmm. you know, and that's huge. We don't just do one thing and then we arrive in the, in the moment of it. It's like, no, we have to practice this shit on the daily. And yeah. some days are going to be harder than others. But those are the days where you have to show up for yourself and coach yourself through the process and have your own back and apply those practical principles of looking at, you know, the things that you are doing right and celebrating yourself because mm -hmm. the spirit of celebration attracts more abundance, baby. <laughs> I really like that. I really like that. the spirit of celebration attracts more abundance yeah. and feeling worthy of the goals will then allow you to plant your flag like bigger goals. Yeah. So you want it to be in Hollywood. You want it to be bringing breathwork to stars and you did it. What was that like and how did that how did that shift your perception of what you're capable of? Like when did that start? Did you always believe you could do it and you did it or did you start seeing it coming like what was that process like going from when we we're in that villa in Ubud and you know starting your you did like a like starting your first breath work um you know uh workshops like mm. you know it was on a relatively small scale when we met you did one at karma house and it was mm. like starting to do these things now i think you yeah. just were starting to do your first tour in australia mm. you know it was at that stage to then where you're at now what was that growth period like mentally mm. well with awaken breathwork we knew that we had the formula. We knew that what we did actually works. Mm -hmm. So that gave me the confidence to be, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about supporting people. And it's not about what I can get. It's about how I can serve. It's about what I can give. So all of that kind of got me out of my own way. Because mm -hmm. if it was just about me and my own dreams and desires, I think I would have come up against, you know, unworthiness. I think I would have come up against you know, not believing in myself and, you know, having to work 
on all of those conditioned old beliefs that I had. But the fact that I was showing up for other people and I already, you know, we created something that genuinely impacted people in a positive way and helped them to transform their lives. I was like, okay, we've got it. So now that we have this, it's a no brainer that I'm going to be able to support people at any level. Mm. And it's just about opening those doors. So then it just became more about opening the doors. Now that was huge. That's when all of these practical practices came in, like self-love, talking to myself on the daily, writing things down, declaring things, mm. writing out goals, you know, working with things like, you know, manifestation and visualization and mentally rehearsing, you know, everything that I wanted. And that became my daily practices. So yeah, there was so many times where things were happening slower than I'd want them to, or they things weren't working out the way I wanted them to. But again, I just stayed with the practices. I just stayed with, you know, the vision of what I wanted to create and what I wanted to do and my why. Letting my why motivate me and always be connected to not what I can get, but what I can give. Mm -hmm. Now that was huge. That's massive because mm -hmm. and that's a whole different state of being to be in, you know. Mm -hmm. So with that, I was able to slowly start attracting the right people into my life and, and start opening those doors. Yeah. And, you know, there's heaps of really amazing stories. Like, you know, when I worked with Travis Barker, I knew my why. I knew what I wanted to support him with. I studied him. I understood how I could help him. I knew the positive impact that I could have in his life. It's not just I want to work with him because he's famous. It's it's like I want to work with him because I know I can have a positive impact on his life and he's inspired me through living his life. So I'm going to play this out. I'm going to mentally rehearse it every single day. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to study. I'm going to do all the things that I know I need to do to make this happen. Mm. And I did that for a year solid every single day. Wow. visualized it, tapped in, used my breathwork practices, saw it, played it out, mentally rehearsed it. And then one day, you know, Travis Barker started following me and we started DMing. That's and then, amazing. you know, the conversation started from there. So that visualization, it's so dope. So you're visualizing Travis Barker until he messaged like that specific. I was visualizing the impact yeah. that the session was going to have on his life. Whoa. Directly, I was seeing him fly again because he hadn't flied, uh, you know, jumped on a plane in 13 years because he had a plane accident that burned like 70% of his body. Everyone died on the plane except for him and one of his homies who later committed suicide. Okay. So it was a huge trauma, never wanted to fly again. I was visualizing him fly again wow. and I was visualizing having that, that impact on his life. And that was my why. And you know, when he started messaging me, I was like, it's game on. You already seen it. Yeah, I've already seen it. And then, yeah. you know, there was, we'd been working together. And then one day he gave me a call and he was like, me and Courtney are going to get on a plane tomorrow. And can you come over? <laughs> and he, I went over there and we, we did the last session for before he was going to fly on the plane. And he, you know, said that it was one of the most easiest plane rides that he'd ever been on and there was no stress or there's no nothing and it it was a game changer for him so it was like it was the love of Courtney you know saying Courtney like wanted to travel again and their relationship was based on like love and play and adventure mm -hmm. and then there was just the part of moving through the fear wow. moving through the fear working through the trauma and that's what we did in the sessions and then 
now he's flying all around the world doing his thing, you know? So it's like, yeah. that's the power of like, not what I can get, but what I can give, right? It's huge. I love yeah. that. That's massive. So that's a big element of actually getting yourself out there. It's how you can serve rather than what you can get or how you'll be perceived, your ego and that. And the visualization thing's on point. I remember when I had my accent, I was in a wheelchair and you're, and you know, we're calling, we're talking mm. and you're like, visualize yourself walking again, mm. get yourself up there, visualize yourself running, visualize, visualize that. And I was doing that in the meditations and it was hard from such a dark place. You're of just course. like fucking how bro, you know, it was, it was deep. And I remember like you coming through for that and it's just like, yeah, okay. And I would, consciously do it so I could then trick my body into or just convince my body or show my body this is what's going to happen um, and make it happen. So you had done a lot of visualizations to get yourself up here. How does that work with your mind? How does that work with like the quantum? I know we can get a little spiritual around it, a little bit mm. cosmic, but where do you think that is um, a key for people to not see themselves as a loser or not see themselves as always going to be in a rut but then there's the other end of it is the fantasy because I'd often mm. fantasize as a kid and that was a bit of an escape for me. Mm. It would be like get the James Bond beamer and mm. it was just like visualize myself being a super billionaire but like mm. there's no execution. Mm. Where is there the middle path between visualizing accurately and making it happen to fantasy land? Yeah, well for me it was about again not what I can get at all. Taking mm. that out of the equation. So if it's not what I can get, it's what I can give. Mm -hmm. So it's about me, I guess, putting a blueprint into the quantum field of what I can give and mm -hmm. be of service. Mm -hmm. And that was the game changer. And the limbic system, the part of the brain that processes memory and emotion, it's non-linear. So it processes the past, the present, and the future simultaneously happening right now. So in breath work, you can start to mentally rehearse and <laughs> get the phone call, excuse me. <laughs> so in breath work, you can start to mentally rehearse the life that you want to create, the future that you've already created from the perspective of the limbic system that is perceiving it right now happening in the present moment as you're perceiving it. Remember we said that the body can't tell the difference between what's real and imagined. So you're conditioning your body to that reality that you're visualizing and mentally rehearsing. And then, you know, over time, reality's got to catch up. Of course, there's the aspect of you having to take aligned action on the daily to make it real because you can't just throw things out into the quantum and expect them to just land. There has to be, you know, a grounded aspect of showing up and doing the work and taking aligned action. But if you pair all of those things, mental rehearsal, doing the work, taking aligned action, being in right relationship with yourself, being coming from a place of alignment, then, you know, you can manifest your heart's desires into reality. Mm -hmm. Now, how those things show up is, God's plan, right? Like yeah. you have to take control of what you can focus on. And then there's an aspect of having to surrender what you can't control. And a lot of people get too into the weeds where they're, I guess, caught up on things working out in a way that they want them to work out. Mm. And they feel like, oh, it's not working out how I want to, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, you have to be willing to surrender all of that and Surrender the way that it shows up because ultimately that's outside your of your control. You know, you yeah. can only show up and do the work and 
it will have its own way of, you know, coming into reality. And you do such a damn good job with that. Like, I love that about you because you're one of the most flowy but focused people I know. Like, you're, you're Thanks, like, yeah, whatever happens will happen. But then you're like, we're doing this, though. Like, yeah, yeah. like direction and flow. And I, like, love that about you that you're unattached to a lot. Mm. But you manifest exactly what you want in a way. So, mm. so I like that, that you're like, I'm going to get the things I want, but they'll come however they come. Yeah, That's really beautiful. And you touched on alignment. And mm. I know we really want to touch into that was, mm. you know, how do we get aligned for the higher success that we want to bring in? Mm. And also I want to know, what do you say no to? Because mm. you're pretty choosy on that. So there's a couple yeah, things yeah. there to touch on. But I like how you're choosy. You're I wouldn't say guarded, or like you said, say sometimes, like I'm in hermit mode right now, yeah. you know, where you're just like, I'm just doing this, you're focused. So you have to say no to a lot of other opportunities that are coming your way yeah. because they're not in alignment to, I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I say, a lot to, I say no to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had to learn to do that and I've had to train myself to do that because mm -hmm. for so often I'd be in that fawn response where I'd just be like, yes, 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 yes to everything. And I wouldn't be actually tapping into, oh, hold on a minute, what do I want? Right, there'd just be, uh, you know, the blueprint or the pattern of saying yes. So now my personal alignment is knowing what is right for me in the moment, and then honoring that, mm -hmm. and not abandoning my own needs and desires. And my alignment comes through my daily practices. For me, alignment's an inside job, and it's about knowing myself. Alignment is staying true to my word. Alignment, alignment is showing up and having my own back. And if I say something, actually following through and doing it. And I might not say something out loud. I might just say something to myself. Yeah. Like, for instance, it comes into my daily practices, like within the cold plunge, like I'm going to go in the cold plunge for six minutes. If I have a day where I don't do the six minutes for whatever reason, I feel like I lose energy. I lose power because I didn't stick to my word. I didn't do the thing that mm -hmm. I said that I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to show up in another aspect of my day and somewhere else because I'm letting things slide. I'm letting things slip. And, you know, the more I show up and I'm true to my word and I'm disciplined and I actually do the things that I say um, that I'm going to do, it's like I gain energy, I gain power. And with that gain, I gain confidence and I trust myself and I trust my ability. And I know that I can do the things that I say I'm going to do. And all of that is alignment to me, you know, and I guess the biggest thing that helps me and supports me with that is my daily practices, you know, breath work, meditation, journaling, all of those things helps me so much because I get to tap in with myself and let go of all the distractions happening externally. And we're both busy, you know, there's a million things going on at once. So that time to me is sacred and I get to understand myself. And, you know, from that place, I get to take aligned action and that's alignment, baby. Mm. I love that. I love aligned action, but I love the part when you said I gain power, mm -hmm. like actually following through an integrity with what you're doing and you gain power yeah. from it. So if I say I'm going to do something and I do it, I get more powerful. Yeah, I get more energy. Every That's time I do something, uh, every time I don't do something that I say I'm going to do, I lose power. Mm. Every time I judge myself, every time I talk negatively to myself, every time I compare myself to other people, I'm draining my energy, I'm losing energy, I'm, you know, I'm disconnected from my power. And we all know what it feels like to be drained by another person, like in, you know, in a conversation, leaving that conversation feeling drained or, you know, maybe that person was complaining or they were negative or they were making it all about themselves. And you just leave that conversation feeling like you've had your energy drained for whatever reason. 
but what about the ways that we're doing that to ourselves on a daily basis with mm. our thoughts, with the stories that we're telling ourselves, with the way that we're perceiving ourselves. So if you can be aware of that and then you can stay true to your word, word stay true to yourself and align your, you know, align your words, align your actions with what you say that you want to do, like make it a reality. Like if you're saying you're going to do something, actually show up and do it. The more you commit to that practice, the more you do gain power and confidence in, in yourself. It's huge. I love that. That's, that's gold to, to gain power through personal integrity, um, to stay in alignment. So you say no to things that aren't in alignment with your higher goal. But first you need to feel worthy enough to get that goal, to, to choose this goal. I'm going to be this person. I'm yeah. going to get those things. So I'm going to be worthy for that because I see that happening. I'm worth it. I deserve that. I'm going to call it in. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I deserve it. I am worthy of that. I am worthy of creating my heart's desires into reality. I am worthy of creating my heart's desires into reality. That's like one of my you know, affirmations that I say on a daily basis. Everyone listening, say that out loud right now. <laughs> I am worthy of creating my heart's desires into reality. Yeah juicy yeah and so you know moving forward onto that so you're you're pulling in the goals you're saying no to these other things how do you maintain because consistency is super important in this whole action yeah. this whole process what's your maintenance to like stay on the path because life gets crazy life gets crazy my maintenance comes back to my inner work it's my daily practices it's for me, breath work is non-negotiable. I do a breath work practice every single day. I do a meditation practice every single day. I journal, I write things down every single day. I'm mentally rehearsing, think, mentally rehearsing things every single day. Um, exercise, sunshine, good food, good people around me, mm -hmm. people that motivate me and inspire me, people that spiral me up, you know? Mm -hmm. Those types of things are non-negotiable. If you surround yourself with people who are constantly draining you or are doubting you or are looking down on you or are just keeping you at a certain level, keeping you stuck, then that's where you're going to be, right? The people that you surround yourself with and the information that you're taking in and digesting is so important. So again, like I make sure that I'm digesting information that's actually empowering me, it's motivating me, it's teaching me things, I'm learning through it. I'm not just watching garbage on my phone or mm -hmm. on TV or anything like that. You know, I actually threw out a television set in 2012 because I had that realization where the TV, I don't have control of what I actually want to watch. There's just these random programs there and I'm gonna pick and choose and they're not really, you know, that great and I'll just do something because that's what I'm conditioned to do. Mm -hmm. So now if I'm watching something, it's a podcast or it's something that I actually wanna be watching, you know, I'm ch consciously choosing the information that I'm taking in. So that's been massive, huge for me. And then just surrounding myself with people who actually like, spiral you up they you have energizing conversations with people who are on the same page as you uh, who might be chasing their dreams or you know taking the journey of working on themselves and having their own back and investing in themselves and creating the life that they want it's massive it's huge it's so motivating to see other people like you know winning at life for me i'm like fuck yes it's the best feeling out you know so that's what i choose to do now you know I choose to let go of, you know, negativity and 
things that kind of drain my energy as much as possible. And of course, life is not going to be all rainbows and butterflies because that's not how life's designed to be. You know, we grow through the stress, we go through, we grow, grow through the struggle, we grow and learn about ourselves through the ups and downs. But as much as possible, possible, just tuning into my own alignment of what's right for me in the moment and doing my best to be surrounded by greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Be surrounded by greatness. Find the greatness within you. Yeah, you know that's a big thing that I've been seeing. Was like, there's parts of me that need to shut the fuck up. There's parts of me that are like, that's not your highest. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the aggressive parts, you know, the parts that can peek out where they're like, hey man, that's your old, that's old you. Yeah. And that's not the new paradigm. Soften your heart. Yeah, yeah. Open this conversation with a heartfelt space. Yeah. Don't come in with your big ego thinking you're a fucking boss, and that's yeah. you can be a fucking boss, but you don't need to like flex about it you know yeah turn the flex down for a minute that self-discipline is huge like sometimes i have to discipline the parts of me that like uh you know don't want to do the workout mm-hmm. or just want to eat a type of way that i know is not in alignment with my goals and sometimes i'm doing that because i might be like emotionally eating or i have resistance to doing the thing that i know i should be doing like training for example going into the gym but that facing off with that resistance is a part of the practice. Yeah. You know, showing up for yourself and being disciplined and not from a place of like, rah, but from a place of like self-love, like having your own back, like not letting that more primitive like part like slop, stop you or slow you down from achieving your goal. You know, because some of those parts are hardwired, hardwired to keep us safe or to keep us in the comfort zone. But we all know that growth happens outside of the comfort zone you know we have to move outside of the comfort zone and step into challenging the resistance from a place of fierce courageous love and the more you can practice that like you know then the more you're just in alignment with what you say you want so like fierce courageous love yeah yeah. i really like that i love in your gym dare to be extraordinary Mm. i've been looking at that training in your gym this whole week and i'm just like fuck yeah like dare to be extraordinary yeah like we gotta be you know audacious we just gotta like we just got to go claim for it. it, claim Own it. it. Yes. Yeah. And just like, you know what? I'm going to be this really big character because, yeah. and turn the volume up on the best parts of me. Totally. That can be that big character, but it's coming from a, like a heart-centered, grounded place, not a cocky place. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's been a big switch for me was I can be a big character. Yeah. I can light up the room, but it's not like I'm bringing the room down. I'm coming in and being a big character, but I'm loving. Mm. And I think that's the best part of what I love about you. And I describe you to my friends. I'm like, Lucas is pure love. And it's just like, he's a loving character. He's a big character. He's a loving character. And so I think we can be extraordinary in a way that is heart-centered and making the world a better place. In that sense, mm. that you can be huge then. Be a big character. Be the biggest yeah. if you're centered in love. Mm. Um You've been around a lot of people now these days that are very successful. What are you seeing that's a common thread in all of them Mm. in their heart sets? Mm. It's the claiming Mm -hmm. of what they want. It's the worthiness piece. It's not being afraid to take calculated risks and fully back themselves, not waiting for someone else to believe in them or to back them just going out there and making it their reality, that's huge. Every successful person that I'm around is doing the work. They're working on themselves behind the scenes. Now, they might not be publicly sharing that work or talking about it, but behind the scenes, they're doing the work. 
they're doing all the things that we've been talking about and more, mm. you know, to, to get, to create the life that they want. So when you see someone, you know, who's created an amazing career, maybe it's your favorite musician or, you know, an entrepreneur or whoever it might be, just know that they've had to put in a lot of work to get to where they are. And we just see the highlight reel. We see the, you know, the moment that they get the very, the thing, you know, but there's a lot of like hard work and dedication that goes into making that happen. And not everyone's showing the work that they're doing behind the scenes, yeah. you know, so. You said that, I remember when, I, when you were living at, at Jake Paul's house mm. and, you know, I had a, an idea of him from the internet mm. and I was like, what's that dude like? Mm. And when you were telling me, he's one of the hardest working people you've ever met. Yeah. He's extreme focus. Facts. And I'm like, word? Like, cool. Because you, you know, see his persona, you know, mm. problem child. Like you see the persona on the internet mm. and you think a certain way. And then when you see the back, the back story of it, it's like that guy's focused. So focused. Jake Paul helped me to raise my standards on what is possible for me. Amazing. Just because of his hard work and dedication, his whole life is scheduled. Yeah. He is just such a disciplined, focused, like really hard worker. When I like lived with him and I saw the way that he just rolls in business and relationship and his, you know, whatever he chooses to do with his life, no one really sees that side of Jake because he doesn't show it. Mm -hmm. But man, that boy is disciplined. And when he locks in and focuses, focuses on something, he just dedicates every bit of himself to it. You know, he goes all the way in on it. Um, there's a doesn't half step. There is no plan B. It's all the way in on plan A, you know, which is another component of successful people. It's fuck plan B. They go all the way in on plan A and make it, you know, their reality. So I love that piece because we're like, yo, let's do the thing and let's really do the thing, you mm. know, and it's like, I, I, I want to do it. That's why I was like, okay, I come down to LA to see you and I'm going to shoot a bunch of podcasts while I'm down here because yeah. I want to do this thing. And I'm the happiest when I'm doing that. Like mm. if I really choose what I'm doing, I'm happiest. If I'm half doing some shit in anything, mm. if I'm half, half watching a documentary and I'm half on my phone, I'm neither really doing either of the things. And it doesn't feel as good as if I really did it or listening to audiobooks. And I'm like mm. half listening to the audiobook, half answering messages. I'm not really doing any of them. But when I'm fully present with what we're doing, mm. I like get so much out of it. Yeah. I noticed that when we did when we were with Aubrey and we were at uh, Fit for Service at his ranch and I was like, mm. if you're talking to him, he's really talking to you. Mm. If he's leading leading anything, he's really doing it. Yeah. Um, that full presence mm. is is a superpower. Mm. And I feel like in society these days, we're not being fully present anymore. No, most people aren't being not only fully present with themselves, but with their family, with their in their relationships, because there's just so much going on. And they're disconnected from how they're feeling and you know just life is moving so fast so that's where having a practice comes you know all the way back in it's like creating a daily practice that resonates with you it doesn't have to be breath work it doesn't have to be meditation it doesn't have to be anything it gets to be you know whatever it is for you that supports you um, that daily practice supports you to focus your energy internally let go of all the external distractions to connect with yourself on a deeper level, to understand yourself on a deeper level, to know what you need to do, like, you know, on a daily basis, getting tapped into the actions that you need to take and the things that you need to do to move forward. 
those are the practices that are going to support you to create the life that you want, you know, and you get to do it on your own terms. I'm just so passionate about breathwork and meditation because for me, there are ways that I get to really tap in with my intuition. And for me, I always think about it, you know, my higher self speaks through the voice of my intuition. My higher self knows the game plan. It knows why I'm here, baby. I'm tapping in and I'm understanding myself on that deeper level bringing through the information and the clarity and the insights I need to create the life that I want, writing it all down, and then I'm taking action on it. It's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't I do that? You know, so strengthening my connection with my intuition is my daily practice. I love that. It's super inspiring. Mm. And, and just to see it play out, like being your friend for so long and actually seeing it happen, it's, a tr it's inspiring for me. I'm just mm. like, every time I, I'm with you, I'm buzzing because I'm like, man, that's my boy and I'm seeing you do it. Mm. And you're one of my friends that when I'm around, I'm a better human and I leave and I just feel better. It's, it's pure, you know, and I really love that. Mm. And it's what m we need in our lives. We need our people that bring us up, that buzz us up, you mm. know, and it's super important. Um, where do you see you taking this next? What's coming for you? What, do you? what are you setting your goals on? And obviously mm. the next podcast we do, it's going to be like, oh yeah, nailed it. Mm. What's, what's next for yeah. you? Well, instead of me, you know, just speaking about it now, I'd rather show everyone. Oh, so shit. if you're <laughs> not following me, you can follow me on Instagram yeah. at Lucas Mac or follow Awaken Breathwork and just stay tuned because we have some amazing big things coming and we're just getting started, baby. And I'm really excited. I have a lot of you know things that I'm working towards and I'm currently mentally rehearsing them, but I don't want to speak on them. Mm. I just want to show people what's up, you know, because yeah. It's, it's more exciting and it's more juicy when I just make it happen. So. Yeah, you're leaving everybody with a cliffhanger now where they're like, well, we got to watch to see, like, what was Lucas thinking that time that he didn't tell us that he's going to go and execute on? We got to see it. Yeah. And I love that. What I love about you is, like, you always keep things kind of in the pocket until then you're like, check this out, though. And you're like, what the fuck, bro? Like, we're, like it's, like, amazing that way. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'd like to embody a bit more of that, too, because I love that. It's... It, you you think it into reality, but then you act on it mm. instead of talking about it. You talk, you be about it instead of talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. But your words are always choosing the highest vibration. I don't hear you complain about shit. Like, it's mm. just you see the best in the situations or you understand when people are in their lower forms. Yeah. And you don't have judgment. That's one thing I really love but I've about had you. to train myself to do that. That's, like, a been a huge practice for me. Mm. It's not something that's just happened naturally mm -hmm. you know it's been through all the things that we've spoken about in this podcast of training myself to see the positive in all things to see the lesson to see the blessing you know because it's there mm -hmm. it's right there if you can shift your perception you can find it and that's the work right and all of these practices that we've spoken about and unpacked on this podcast have supported me to do that mm -hmm. and it's not that i'm spiritually bypassing any of the negative like I'm all about the, you know, going into the darkness and shining light upon it. That's what I do for people on a, you know, everyday basis. Statued you know? on your head. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> I'm not avoiding any of that, but I'm looking for the lesson. I'm looking for the blessing. I'm looking for, you know, the positive in all things because it's right there. It's right there, you know. So if you're currently not where you want to be in life and you're tuning into this podcast, just know that first you have to know what you want to do you have to own it. You have to claim it. You have to know that you're worthy of creating your heart's desires into reality. And then you have to go out there and make it your reality. 
and just know that you can do it. You can do it. You can do whatever you put your mind to. And of course, it's going to take hard work and dedication and taking aligned action and doing all the things, but you are capable of doing that. And now's the time. Now is the time. Right now. Yeah. There's two things I want us to do before we wrap. One, but I wanted you to explain higher the heavens because yeah. I love this concept. And I think everybody else will. What does that mean? How do we do it? Mm -hmm. Higher the heavens means hiring the heavens. So just like you would hire someone uh, in your life, maybe you're hiring a cleaner to clean your house. Maybe you're hiring an employee to do a certain job that you need doing. Hiring the heavens is about knowing that we all have guides. We all have allies. We all have people that watch over us, you know, loved ones that have transitioned that we can hire to do certain jobs for us. Mm -hmm. So if you are trying to open a door in life that is challenging or is difficult or you're coming up against resistance, you can hire the heavens to support you in opening that door and you know, creating that possibility or you know, that opportunity for you. You can hire the heavens to support you in that journey. And you still have to show up. You still have to do the work. You still have to, you know, take aligned action and do all those things. But it's the idea that you're not alone, that you've never been alone, that you have guides, you have allies, you have supporters that are always walking with you, that have your back, that walk through this life with you and are right there waiting for you to ask them for support. Mm -hmm. So high the heavens, baby. Love that. <laughs> and the last thing is, I'd love for a little closing mini practice of just a guided or breath or something, just so everyone listening can feel tapped in, to tap in mm. and to let this podcast sink into their heart, to let the vibration of our connection, of connection to themselves, a connection to the heavens, connection to something higher than them, let that sink in, just a breath to let this close so they let it leave feeling juicy and yeah. connected. Let's get it. So let's practice connected breathing. So mm. connected breathing means we'll take away the pause between our inhale and our exhale, which is you know natural in everyday life. So we're taking away that pause, making it a connected breath. We'll breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth. And our breath is going to be from our belly. It's going to come up through our diaphragm. And it's we're actually going to bring it up into our heart space because we've been talking about worthiness. We've been talking about, you know, these practices that are all based around self-love. So let's bring the breath up into the heart. And you can do that. You'll feel a rise and fall of your chest. And to be clear, this is an activating breath. This is activating your sympathetic nervous system in a controlled and titrated way. And your body converts your breath into energy. So you are activating your own natural energy resources. You're going to feel that internally. You might feel a little bit of buzzing or a little bit of lightheadedness or a little bit of vibration sensations in your body. Just know that it's safe to breathe like this. You can breathe at a pace that feels right for you and feels good for you. And yeah, we'll have some fun with it. So we can close down our eyes and get into it. Let's do it. And if you've never done this breath work practice before, you might want to watch how me and Aaron are breathing for a moment and then close your eyes and, and join us. Mm. So as you close down your eyes, the first thing that you can do is just empty out. So forget about everything that we've been talking about for now mm. and just bring your awareness to your body. You can take a mindful breath in and out your nose and just dropping into the present moment 
kind of tracking your inhale and your exhale and just landing in the present moment. Right now is a beautiful opportunity to check in with how you're feeling. And in a moment, we're going to go for our connected breaths. And we'll go for 30 breaths. And on the 30th breath, we'll exhale out all the air in our lungs, emptying it out. And we'll hold our breath for whatever amount of time feels good. And then we'll just go into a meditation for one minute. And I'll guide you through the whole process. You don't need to remember anything. So we're beginning with our breathwork practice in three, two, one. Let's get it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, 26, 27, 28, 29 in your own time, going for one more deep inhale and a nice big exhale, letting out all the air in your lungs. And we're holding empty for whatever amount of time feels good for you and your body. And there's no need to count, just taking a moment of silence. knowing that your body will signal you when it's time to breathe again and you can trust your body. And whenever it feels good, you can just breathe in and out your nose, keeping your eyes closed. And you can ask yourself the question, what does my inner guidance want me to know right now? What does my inner guidance want me to know right now? And this is just the practice of listening, strengthening your connection with your intuition and just listening. So we'll take a moment of silence. And in this present moment, I'm reminding you that whatever you want to create is not only possible, it's your birthright. It's about showing up, knowing and believing that you can do it, 
knowing that you are guided and supported on your journey. Knowing that if there's any obstacles or anything that's in the way of you attracting and manifesting whatever it is you want into reality, just know that you can overcome those obstacles, you can move through that resistance by showing up for yourself, investing your time, your energy, your money, having your own back, believing in yourself, being your own coach, day by day working on these practices that we've been talking about, knowing that self-love is a daily practice. So you can take another deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth if that feels good for you. And if it feels good, you can put both hands on your heart, on your heart space, on your chest. And you can say the affirmation out loud or internally, I am worthy of creating my heart's desires into reality. I am worthy of creating my heart's desires into reality. And you can put a big smile on your face. <laughs> and we're going to end this practice by focusing on one thing that you're truly grateful or proud about yourself something in your life that you're grateful for, something that you've done that you're proud of, and putting a smile on your dial. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when it feels good, when it feels aligned, you can slowly blink open your eyes, bringing yourself all the way into the present moment, and knowing it can be as simple as that, just taking 30 breaths and focusing on something that you're proud of or, you know, giving yourself time to connect to your intuition. and Self-love is a daily practice, baby. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. I'm buzzing. I'm in love with life. Uh, I love you so much, bro. Uh, I appreciate you and all the wisdom that you have to give and what you bring to the world and what you're bringing to everyone. And I know that was a real treat for everybody listening. Um, just thank you. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you for having me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. And I'm just excited that we're on this journey together and we're living it. We're investing in ourselves day by day. We're rolling the dice on ourselves <laughs> and we're showing up and we're going all the way in and it's fuck plan B and we're going all the way on on plan A and we're doing it, bro. We're out here. And this is it, you know, mm -hmm. it's perfectly imperfect moment by moment. And mm -hmm. it's the journey. It's and the it's journey. an honor to be here with you, bro. So. Likewise. Yeah. Everybody listening, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this journey. I'm sure you got a big smile on your face wherever you are. And just be in love with your life and be in love with creating an amazing life for yourself. And be in love with everybody that gets to be in your life. Love them. Love yourself, love your life, and have a great rest of your day. Peace. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ink, Pray, Love podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Baya. And if you'd like to do some charity work, go to www.aaronbaya.com charity. Support one of the causes on that page, whichever resonates for you. Do some good today. Thank you. <laughs>